the four o'clock football frenzy. Presented by Dustin DeHart of Nova Home Loans. Call him now at 702-577-2600. The four o'clock football frenzy on Cofield and Company. Company. All right, so Adam, do you when you were in junior high, now like well, elementary, junior high, did you have those? I don't even know what to call them. Like you would have to sell, you'd get the packets to bring home. You'd have to sell like gift wrap or like books sure. or you know things like that. And there were different, tiers of prizes. Fund, they're fundraisers. Fundraisers, thank you. And so like if you sold like a certain amount, you would get into a tier and you would get different prizes, right? Sure. So. One year, like it was the best year I had done. I can't remember. It was one of those years where my mom brought the stuff to her office and people like signed up to like buy gift wrap or whatever garbage it was. And I got a monkey doorbell for my room. And so all it was was like a button and a wire connected to like a speaker. And so when you would press the button, the monkey would go, ooh, ah, just like that. Right. It was like a doorbell. <laughs> okay. And you, so wait, you, you won that as a prize? Yeah, it was like part of the prize tier. We're selling like gift wrap or something? Yeah, gift wrap. Okay, good. And so I had put it up on my door when I was a kid. But my little sisters at the time, they were probably, I think at the oldest, they were like four or five, something like that. They'd always come and run and bring the doorbell, right? Like it was really annoying. They'd do it all the time. Like I'd be sitting there working about, ooh, ah, ooh, ah. Like, Isn't that what you want if you get the monkey doorbell? If you're going to come in, if you're going to actually take the doorbell integrity seriously, you don't just ding dong ditch. It's ridiculous. If you've got one of those, I think you're doing that just to see it. That's ridiculous. That's like saying every doorbell in the world. Don't you just want it to be rung? Like, no, I want it to be used when someone's here to come. If you get a doorbell where there's a monkey that dances around and makes noise, you want people to ring it a lot. It wasn't, it didn't dance though. It just made the noise. There was no dance. It was just audio. This is a doorbell to your room? It's my room. What, when would it ever get rang except for messing around? I, I don't know. Whenever my dad wanted to use it, give me some privacy. You know what I mean? Instead of knocking, why don't you ooh ah that thing? <laughs> okay, I so, don't blame them. I don't blame them for not for pushing the ring. The well, ring so here's the thing. Out. So it annoyed me, right? So what I did was I got a chair and I put it all the way up at the top of my door frame so that only my dad could ring. Right? My dad's you know tall guy, but it's a regular door frame. But you know they're four, so they couldn't reach it. So put it all the way at the top. Fast forward a couple nights. I lived in the downstairs room. Everybody was upstairs. And I lived in the hallway, right? So, like, when the light was on, you know, the light shone through, whatever. Everybody's upstairs. It's like 10 o'clock at night. And I hear somebody walk through the kitchen. They have their boot, like, shoes on. Like, actual shoes, boots, whatever. Walk in the kitchen. They walk down. And I'm looking at my door because I'm like, who the hell? Are you? Like, who's coming downstairs in shoes? Like, what is this? They stop at my door. They turn to face the door so I could see the two feet, like, do this, Right? And so this person is facing my door, and the doorbell rings. Ooh, ah! And it freaks me out. I'm like, what the hell? And then they just turn and walk. And the second the footsteps are gone, I open the door. Nobody was there. Ghost. So your your dad rang the doorbell and walked away? He, he no, pulled it was the like, he was dog. one step away. He was going to be one step away. I love my dad. He's not fleet of foot. He's a six-foot-four like 300 pound man okay he's not like sprinting away really quickly in boots ghost or you had an intruder that decided to ring the the ding dong is he gonna just warn me like hey i'm, I'm robbing stuff let me just press this button and see what it does was, was it just a normal button or was it like a, a a monkey button 
No, it was like a normal. It was like a little blue button. I don't think this is convincing. Nah, so you got uh, ghost. You got no explanation. <laughs> of course, I wasn't there. I don't know who else was around. I don't know if there was people in the house. Maybe I don't know. Maybe was there was there other people there that you didn't even know were there? No, I lived downstairs. There was nobody there. It was me. There's visitors. No. Yeah, of another dimension. No, like somebody came over to visit. Yeah, ghostly visit. <laughs> no, a person. An actual person who rang. Why would a ghost ring the doorbell? Deshaun Watson has ghosts. <laughs> what are you talking about? He's got things that will follow him around. A lot of your forever. sure. A lot of your segues <laughs> have been great, John. I don't that one. I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. Potentially. Uh, so let me ask you this, Matt Eubens. Every time I have brought up the Miami Dolphins as a team that would acquire an Aaron Rodgers or Deshaun Watson, Matt Eubens is not enthused. He's like, no, nah, stop. And I'm like, why? Like, they have plenty of draft assets. Perfect. <laughs> right. They'd be like the perfect team to do it. Are the Dolphins actually still in potentially on Watson of this thing if his ghosts get exercised? First of all, they have added weapons to the offense. They're decent. They're decently equipped offensively. Uh, the defense should be great. Look, why wouldn't they be in on Deshaun Watson? Why, totally. It seems like a perfect fit for them. As you mentioned, uh, multiple draft picks over the next couple of years that you could use to acquire Deshaun Watson. You're not going to get a player of that caliber with those picks. He's a top three quarterback in the NFL. Uh, it makes them instantly a contender. Why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they give up? That's why you stockpile a bunch of these picks. You get a bunch of players, and now you're in a position to use some of those draft assets to get one of the best quarterbacks in the league. I think it makes perfect sense, uh, and it makes some sense to Houston to where they can go. Okay, sure, they, use, they have Davis Mills. Uh, sure, they have you know I think a legitimate starting quarterback in Tyrod Taylor that we could discuss at other times. Uh, but now you've got a potential future. Uh, quarterback of the future in Tua, uh, and multiple draft picks. Like that's that's what you should be if you're going to move on from Deshaun Watson. That's the kind of deal you should be looking for. Mm-hmm. I, I think, think it makes sense for both sides. Good. Yep, and it sounds like uh, this is what from Al- Albert Breer, who wrote this piece. Uh, let's see. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. So from this piece over on the uh, MMQB, Albert Breer, I, being Albert Breer. Also would not ignore the Dolphins. Miami has a first-rounder next year, two in 2023, and could also offer a young quarterback, as you mentioned, from the college program. Texans GM Nick Casero has a lot of experience with. Usually could then let Tungabailoa and Davis Mills compete behind Ty God Taylor. Sorry, Tyrod. And, well, we're probably getting our head ourselves here, but I do think the Dolphins are in a place where they could offer something good for Watson that would also allow them to maintain everything they've built the last three off-seasons. I think it'd be a really good fit. Now, he's got to figure everything out, but... That immediately makes them just as good as the Buffalo Bills. Oh, I think they're better. Okay, they'd have the best quarterback in the division. There, by the way, that's not Josh Allen. Deshaun Watson's better than Josh Allen. We of can at least agree is. on that. We can of quibble course. about the distance between the two. He's better than Josh Allen. Right. I think he's significantly better. You could say maybe he's only a little better, but he's better. Right. Like there's that 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 part's not really up for debate. So so yeah. Uh, now and uh, I think the Dolphins have the best defense. Uh, I mean the Patriots might, but I mean the Dolphins have a better defense, I think, than the Bills do. Um, Stephon Diggs is a game changer, but I think overall the weapons aren't that far off. 
uh, when you look at you know what the what the Dolphins have been able to kind of stockpile. I I like I like a lot of what they've done, and you add Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Now the question is, how many games would he get to play? How much time would he have to miss? Does he have to miss the whole year? Now you're now you're looking at well, I don't know if you'd want to give up all those assets to give up a year and say you don't really have a quarterback this year if, if you traded Tua and picks got Deshaun and he was suspended for the year. That becomes a, a difficult ask. I'd do it, but I would still probably do it because right. then you have next year. Right, like if I know I'm getting him for like you know the entirety, like the rest of his NFL life, like hell yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, yeah, and knowing uh, of course that everything is settled. Uh, yeah, I mean the, now the problem is you're you're inviting him into the you know the den of South Florida of definite right. problems that you could get into. Uh, but yeah, if you if I mean if you told me that Deshaun Watson's getting an eight game suspension and then he's going to be fine after that. Okay, I'm in. Yeah, I'm not surprised. This would probably make them, I'm going to say, the fourth best team at the very least in the AFC. That would be the absolute floor for them. Because, And also, this doesn't even account for the fact that they're probably, I would say, at this point right now, Flores is clearly the best Belichick disciple. And I think they're probably like the second best coach team in the AFC at the very least. Like what that coaching staff has done to turn this team around defensively, what they've been able to do and what their ceiling would be there. Like that, they, this is an incredible opportunity. And and think about this too, Adam, because I think this is kind of the bigger picture thing. If this were to happen, does this style not become more on brand in the NFL? Like this is, this is NBA-esque, right? Where it's like, hey, bottom out, just acquire assets. And then we'll figure out the rest. We'll, we'll accumulate talent as we go forward once our bankroll is a little low, right? A couple of off seasons ago, they acquire all these guys on the defensive end, right, to you know kind of speed up the process there. They have all these draft picks. They spend multiple first-round selections. They still have assets going forward. Like, this is kind of the future of building your team. We haven't really seen an NFL team take this path. And now, all of a sudden, coming off of a 10 year, you could be in a position to grab one of the better quarterbacks in the National Football League and still compete years forward like – I think they're laying the groundwork for like a bigger movement here out of all these teams. Like this is now the future of building an NFL team. If if people have the patience, right? I mean, it's a tough it's a tough sell. I think to um, you know to an owner if you're a GM, it's a tough sell to an owner and to a fan base and everybody else that this is what you're going to do. But if you do it properly and do it right, like like they did, and you you have some players that are really really good, and you say, all right, well we, we're going to have to be willing to part with really good players to get first round picks to stockpile a bunch of picks uh, to be in this position. Uh, but this is the way to go. And then, and then you could use some of the additional capital after you've built a roster to this point to say, Hey, even though we think we have a quarterback of the future, we also have some picks and we can turn that into one of the best players in the entire league. Why not do that? Yep. So Miami dolphins, maybe not in or out. I should put on Deshaun Watson. We have a lot more to get to. I guess we have the fat pack as well. Uh, Ari, we'll save this for the other side because Sean Merriman put forward just a pathetic effort at chugging Ooh. a beer on social media. Sean Merriman. Uh, say his name, Ari. Well, look, he doesn't want to say it. Coward. This will Sean be dead Merriam. air until you say it. <laughs> Merriam. Oh, my God. So Sean Merriman <laughs> tried to chug a beer. Uh, Ari's also very upset because fun is to be had between Lamar Odom and Jake Paul, but he doesn't want any part of that. We also have the Fat Pack, too. It's Cofield Company on ESPN 1100. 
Dustin DeHart of Nova Home Loans brings you the 4 o'clock football frenzy. Dial 702-577-2600 now. Home prices have never been higher and interest rates have never been lower. Get your mortgage tune-up today by calling 577-2600. Back to Cofield and Company in the Finley Toyota Studio. 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 Something's happening. ESPN 1100, 100.9 FM. I was hearing like all sorts of different stuff. That was weird. Hey, uh, for anybody who can hear my voice, guess what? 364 364-1100. 364-1100. Caller number 14. Not that annoying enough to get under our skin. Winner's going to get Vegas Golden Knights hat. Two-foot sub from Porta Subs. You're also going to qualify for two tickets to VGK versus the Wild at T-Mobile on Tuesday, May 18th. Hey, that's tomorrow. Thanks to our friends at Porta Subs. Again, caller number, what I say? 17. Winner gets a Vegas Golden Knights hat and two-foot sub from Porta Subs. And you qualify for two tickets to the VGK Wild game tomorrow at T-Mobile. 364-1100-364-1100. Caller number 14, as Adam, or excuse me, Ari points out. 14, 14, 14, 14, 14. 364-1100. Tickets to the Knights game on the line. All right, Adam. Now, Ari's going to be busy. So I'm going to ask you, as we continue to see potentially more and more ridiculous boxing exhibitions bantied about, thrown out there. Lamar Odom allegedly wants to avenge his pal, Nate Robinson, in a boxing match. This is one. Steve has asked me a couple of times, are you going to buy Floyd Mayweather? Is it Logan Paul? Is that the other one that's fighting? Yeah. Um, and whatever Paul that he's fighting. And I said, eh, get back to me the week of the fight. I'm not as fired up to watch that as I am to watch dad bod Ben Askren go at it with one of the Paul brothers and Al Bernstein getting marijuana smoke blown in his face. That was more fun. What about that you slap fighting get... exhibition? I, I, t- I tuned in too late. I missed that okay. one. Uh, I'm okay. very disappointed because I wish I would have because that would have totally gotten me as well. You might get me on You might get me on Lamar Odom. You might get me. Will you? I mean, will they? It. I'm not entirely comfortable with it anyway. Like, okay. are, where where are these fights being held? I assume Atlanta again. I don't really know. Um, what is the commission like? Because I, I mentioned this the other day with Steve, but like I have I have concerns. I mean, I have no idea. I I would like this to be taking place in a place where, like in Nevada, where the commission is really good and is going to check him out. Like, is Lamar Odom healthy enough to fight? I think he is because he's already fighting. Who's, He's a month away from his celebrity boxing match against Aaron Carter. I know, but uh, what I'm saying is you can put on fights in weird places where they don't really, you know, care. Right. Where they, where they let guys go. Like, there is a, you know, infamous, you know, cage fight that went on that involved people that probably shouldn't have been fighting. And the commission, mm-hmm. I'm not going to mention what fight it is, but, I'm, but the commission let them fight. And people were like, why are they allowed to fight? And... You know, one essentially died in the cage and another was dead within a month. And, like, I'm not completely, you know, confident 
that some of these organizations that are putting on some of these fights are going to jurisdictions where they care about the health and safety of the fighters. So you're going to be a, a downer on this, is what you're telling me. Yes, I am. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> My you're going to actually consider you're going to actually consider human health important things like that, especially with a man who has a checkered past of taking care of his own body. I mean, you're going to really make me think about these serious implications, huh? It's a concern for me. I mean, I get listen. I I guess there's some part that should say, "Who cares? I just want to see entertainment." You know, throw them in there, throw them, throw them in with the lions, like it's the, you know, the Roman times or something. I, I guess is is what some people could feel, but it the whole thing is, it, it's not the most comfortable thing in the world. I have to ask, when it comes to this, if you're Nate Robinson, does it heal your pride anymore if this fight goes down and Lamar Odom does win, or does it make it worse that somebody had to avenge you? I mean, I wouldn't be co- completely comfortable with it if I was him. <laughs> right. Like, man, it's cool, man. Like, like when my mom stood up to the school bully for me when I was like five. And I'm like, Wait, did she really? Like, or is that that's like a the that's like the theme of every child TV show that's ever existed? Did that really happen in your life? There was one time where she did, yeah. Did she? Was she like went to the bus stop, or she went to the school and like? It was. It was. So I was like five. It was like at a summer camp. I'm trying to remember. It's all kind of hazy, but I do remember I was leaving. So, like, she was picking me up. And it was one of those where it was like, Jonathan, is this the kid? And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, like, no. <laughs> don't, you just, don't you just immediately say no? <laughs> no, 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 no. Different one. Different one. So, okay. So, we're entertainers. So, I'm going to open a door in my life so everybody can be entertained. Okay. Okay. okay? I think this is a good story, but it's also extremely embarrassing for me. So this is going to be good. What is the best Ari stories, out about? The best stories are. Ari's like flipping his hands up and he's like, he just left the video. He's, I don't even know what's happening. Okay. So I obviously was a very chubby kid, right? Still am, but I'm proud of myself now. So I was being made fun of for being like a fat kid, right? So my mom as, goes. As happens. Right, as happens. But here's the thing. This is actually a pretty good story. So my mom pulls the, is this the kid, right? But she follows it up, Adam, with, I can't even get that. She goes, in front of everybody, is this the kid that was making fun of your breasts? Oh, no. And I'm like. It's not not helpful. (laughs) It's it's not helpful at all. (laughs) It doesn't. Did she know what she was doing? She I don't think she really did cuz when she got when we got home I was still I was really like I was down in the dumps. I was not feeling good. <laughs> <laughs> she's and I was and I vividly remember again I'm like 5 and she's like we're, we lived in an apartment at the time and she's standing at the top of the steps and I'm at the bottom and she's like what's wrong with you? And I go, "Mom, next time can you not say breasts?" <laughs> This is maybe one of the saddest stories I've ever heard. I was I was very sad. I was sad. I was dejected. Yeah. Did you did you immediately go get cupcakes to to cover your pain? (laughs) No, but needless to say, the bullying did not stop uh, until. Oh, you think? 
Yeah, until well, it did stop a couple. I think it stopped. I like, I was like seven, and then I actually threw a punch and <laughs> hit the kid in the face, and that's when it stopped. Same, so. same kid. Yeah, did you, we went did to school it, together. I mean, it, it landed flush. Oh boy, did it land flush? And you had a you had a lot of weight behind your punch too. So that's right, large press. Behind the punch. What is she, have you have you discussed this story with her? Oh yeah, like as an adult. <laughs> yeah, of course. It's one of my, my it's one of my wife's favorite stories. Isabel knows about it. Oh, of course. Okay. Yeah. Oh, poor young, poor young JVT. Come on, that's a good one. I, I mean, it's a great story. <laughs> it's a great story. It's just it's it's crushing. Poor guy. I mean, that it took two years to follow up with the. The punch on the kid. Oh, my, my confidence was just destroyed. How high was it's, it after the punch? Oh, it was great. The <laughs> highest it's been actually of my lifetime. I'm still not that confident. So are you, you telling right people now. are you telling people just go out and start punching random kids? I mean, I don't think you start punching random kids, but uh I'll just say that bullies don't like to get punched back. How about that? That's the moral of the story. Is so are you are you gonna tell your son Diego, or are you going to say, you know what? If you feel bad about yourself, just punch somebody. It'll make you feel a lot no, better. It's, it's not the moral of the story. If the person's making you feel bad consistently, then yeah. I think you just feel better automatically. Just punch somebody. No, you will. That's that's what Lamar Odom was going to do. Avenge Nate Roberts. Yeah. Is this the one that knocked you out, Nate? <laughs> Lamar, please. It's okay. Well, if it was, if they were referring to Askren, they could say the same thing your mom did. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. This is the perfect jump. This is the perfect lead into the fat pack, which is coming up next. Eric Ophel, the company. Finley Toyota. They'll do anything to sell you a car. No Toyota problem is too tough, too large, or too small. Keep your Toyota running like a Toyota. We don't mess around when it comes to food. It's the Fat Pack, brought to you by Nova Home Loans. And there's wine already for tasting, and there's Cadillacs. Can you just say, since Steve's not here, this is such an old reference. Like, the first time I heard about what we were doing here, I'd, like, think about, like, oh, I get it. Rat Pack, Fat Pack. <laughs> You're... You're definitely like you're pretty oblivious to anything that happened before you were born. I think that's what we're learning from the show today. Uh, oblivious? I'm purposely oblivious. Well, yeah, I told sure. you about my movie. I've told you about my movie policy now that I'm an adult, right? What's that? I don't watch anything before I was born, and hmm. I don't watch a single thing if it came out before I was born. Yeah, I don't watch much of that. Um, like, I do. No. I've said my policy is I don't watch anything that can't happen in real life. Okay. So, like, no superhero movies, no sci-fi. Well, you don't know if that can't happen, though. I'm pretty sure. You don't know if Star Wars can't happen. There's nothing superhero-y about that. It's, it's the future. That's fine. Just ships, I don't, I, ships and lasers. Those all exist it. right now. Those all exist right now. Okay, good enough, but I refuse. Watch it. I'm not watching it. No, it can't happen. I'm not watching it. So I purposely so, avoid everything older than me. 
so we have similar philosophies in a way. But I, yeah, also, there's not a whole lot that I watched from, I mean, before like last year. So I don't, I don't think anything, nothing, certainly nothing before I was born. Well, when was the last time you sat down and like watched a movie anyway instead of TV? I feel like movies are becoming, it's weird. It's so weird. I will sit down. Oh, fat pack. Uh, I'll pop a bag of kettle corn. There's the food reference. And I will watch like multiple episodes of something. But like when it comes to like, so my wife and I the other day, for example, we were sitting down to watch a movie at night and the movie we wanted to watch was two and a half hours long. And I was like, nope, Ooh. I'm out. But we watched two and a half episodes of a show. We're both 45 minute episodes. Right. Same, so, same length. Like, right. So like, but I think it's different. Doing? It's different because you get that like beginning conflict conclusion, beginning conflict conclusion in an yeah. episode. That's very true. That, like you can't, you don't, I can't you just get, get emotionally invested. Yeah. yeah. You don't get the one long arc from because same thing. Um, I thought I was actually thinking about watching a movie for it's another another um, project that I do and a podcast that I do uh, during the week. And there was discussion of the movie Home Alone. What? It's weird. What project is this? Well, I, I do a I do a podcast with to bring up Ed again. I do a podcast with Ed on the on Thursdays. And last week, he was referencing the movie Home Alone, and he was like, you know, he was like stuck in a hotel, and he was in New York, and I was like, wait a minute. No, nah, Home are Alone 2. Are you suggesting Home Alone 2 is like the Home Alone? Because Home Alone is the, actual, Home Alone. Yeah. It's the actual movie. Yeah, Who references Home Alone 2 as Home Alone? And yeah. he apparently has never seen Home Alone. He's only seen two. So, like... He vowed to watch it this week so we could discuss was that it. Was another podcast. role that he was turned down for? Did Macaulay Culkin no. beat him out? <laughs> he was too old at that point. He was still sad about Ricky Schroeder beating him out. No, but so he was going to watch Home Alone this week. And I was like, well, you know what? I'll watch it too. Just so I could be like, I don't remember it. I watched it like 20 years ago. And then I was like, wait, it's like an hour and a half long. Like, no chance. But I did watch six episodes of Ted Lasso, which then becomes three hours. Right. So, like, what? What is the difference? But you're right. Nobody watches movies, I feel like. You should watch Home Alone because Isabel makes me watch it every year. Okay. Sometimes multiple times during a Christmas season, like once at the beginning, once at the end. She loves it? It's one of her favorites. And I don't particularly hate it. I've just become cold to it because, you know, I've seen it so many times now. Okay. You know? Like, once it comes Christmas time, like, oh, great, baby. Let's watch Home Alone. Like, you know what I mean? (laughs) One of those things. Um, she's like right outside the door, <laughs> but, but I think it's worth watching because it's surprisingly violent. Like that's one yeah. of the little things that I enjoy is that like the violence in it, like the first time you say, like, the first time I watched it with her in a long time, I was like, wow, like they're stepping barefoot on broken ornaments. They would be bleeding all the, over the place at this point. Right. <laughs> like The paint cans to the head. Right. That's pretty violent. Like those things are heavy. The ice yeah. steps. Oh yeah, for sure. There is a lot of that, and then, like I said, I haven't seen it in a long time. But like, isn't there also like a like he thinks like the guy in his neighborhood is like a serial killer? Yeah. <laughs> and then he sets up the you know like the all the gunshots to scare the pizza guy. There's a Correct. lot of violence there. Yeah, for sure. Is is is, is Home Alone two just as violent? I couldn't tell you. I I, oh. I think I maybe saw it once. Sorry, it's Home I, Alone just as violent. Yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> exactly. Uh, I mean, I, I imagine that it probably is, right? Because it's the same concept, except that it's in New York instead of at a house. Mm-hmm. I, I would imagine, but I, I couldn't tell you. But yeah, that's how that all that's how that all came up. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I would I would agree with you that the watching of movies is definitely not as common as it once was. Uh, one thing to correct, it has been pointed out on social media. Thank you, John uh, Carvelli, for the correction. Star Wars takes place actually in a galaxy far, far away a long time ago. So, mm, see, not in that order. It's actually a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. But see, see aliens. Yeah, technically, uh, I guess we have to talk about food here. Uh, Ari dug up one of my tweets from the past. I will ask you one question before I ask the next, Adam. You don't strike me as an ice cream guy. <laughs> You're wrong. Oh, you like ice cream? Absolutely love it. What are your thoughts on the Snickers ice cream bar? It is... I mean, I have to tell you, probably one of the top five items that's ever been created. (laughs) Now, are you actually just saying that, or are you doing that because you're referencing my tweet in which I asked the question, is the Snickers ice cream bar the greatest ice cream bar slash sandwich ever created? I I knew that you were high on it. I didn't know that you had made the claim, claim that it might be one of the best. But although you're just asking the question, you're not making a statement. Mm-hmm. Um, I find it to be an almost perfect food. <laughs> yes, it's, it's the greatest it's, thing ever created. It's well, a Snickers bar is great. Very good. Ice cream is great. You're just going to combine those things. Come on. It, yeah, it's, it's, Ari, it's awesome. Ari looks like he has an opinion. It's probably going to be just but. But let's go. No, no, no. I, I agree. It is. It's amazing. My only question, um, and I get this from Adam, you know, got to check on the rules here. Yes. Is sure. the Snickers ice cream bar technically an, a sandwich? He said, I've quote, the greatest ice cream bar slash sandwich ever created. <laughs> If you say dessert, is it so? I'm asking you. With that said, is it better than all ice cream sandwiches, chip witches, and all these different things? Just generally speaking, the greatest ice cream dessert there is. Well, for, first of all, before we even go on from there, chip witch should be so much better than it is. Correct. Like a combination of a cookie and ice cream should be just tremendous. But Yet they've not. never really figured out the balance. They've never figured out how to make like the cookie like quite soft enough. To really, you know, mold with the ice cream into into it just well, you, you end up getting a like a hard cookie, and then biting in, and then you get the ice cream. It's, it's different now. You really quickly, you know, lines, what the problem is with the chip witch. What's the that? problem with the chip witch is that the chip has to be somewhat warm. Right, exactly, and you can't get that pre-bought, of course. You can't or pre-made. Um, now a drumstick. Now we're talking. Like the you know the cone, those are great. But, but a chip which yeah a chip which never never lives up to what it should. The I'll throw in the good humor. I don't know the name of it, but the like the eclair thing. It's it's a, it's a chocolate eclair. Oh, there you go. The eclair. <laughs> those are pretty damn good too. As a kid, I thought those were great. You know, I'd get them from the ice cream truck, and they were amazing. Oh but no! Then you discover then you discover better things, obviously. Like the the horribly distorted superhero ice pop with the gumball eyes. 
terrible. pick your superhero, and it's all just like warped and terrible, and it looks like he's Awful. been just stretched beyond recognition. As a By kid, the way, they were. As yeah. a kid, they were great. Miss me with the Chaco Taco, okay? Those are overrated. I mean, again, another thing good. that should be better than it is, because you're right. It looks like it's going to be amazing, and then it's like it's just never, it never quite go, it never quite goes properly. Speaking of not going is your, properly, is your no, don't, no, no, <laughs> dude, I'm about to. <laughs> about to just, we get somebody doing dishes in the background somewhere. This cat's freaking out. It's a nightmare. So, I was speaking of nightmares. I don't know, Adam, if you were keeping track of this or saw this on the other side. We're going to talk about one of – actually, I can say this. I can unequivocally say this. I did the research. The worst win total beat in NBA history mm-hmm. ever. I went back and did the research. It is the worst win total beat in NBA history. We had one that's kind of in the running for maybe one of the worst. And also, just a rehash Vegas from the betting perspective, the Golden Knights, worth a bet on the series price now. You can get them small dog price like minus 105. Join the conversation on Twitter at ESPN Las Vegas. It's Cofield and Company's Eye on Sports Gambling. I'm going to kill your bookmaker. I'm going to rip his throat out. I will step on his throat until the man chokes. Let me tell you how. Winners, 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 winners. Free, 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 free. All right, Adam. Regular season's over in the NBA. Win totals all in. Cash, good. You bet win totals a lot? No, I don't. I should do more. I, I like I like handicapping them and breaking them down and kind of helping out with the handicapping um, that you're going to do, especially early early in the season. But um, I don't play a whole lot of them. I don't play a whole lot of futures in general just because of, of tying up money. But it is nice at the end of the year to have them, have them kind of come in. Rolling in, baby. <laughs> so I don't know how much you've been paying attention to the – Story that is the Oklahoma City Thunder. I actually have been following it. It's insane. This is ridiculous. So for those who are not caught up, the Oklahoma City Thunder had a win total of 22 and a half. So 23 wins, you go over your win total. Pretty simple. At the very least, you need 23. You need 24, 25, whatever. They got their 20th win with 25 games left in the regular season. So you needed a 3-22 and record at the bare minimum. To surpass your win total, they went one and twenty. No, they went two. I should say. Eventually, they got their second win at the end of the year against the Clippers. They ended up going two and twenty-three. You needed them to go three and twenty-two, and they go under their win total by a half game. Absolutely brutal. Just brutal. And I did the research. SportsOddsHistory.com, Adam. Has win total has a win total database that goes back to the ninety two ninety three season. Wow! So I painstakingly went back, looked at all of the win totals, and then all of the schedules for every single NBA team since then to find some of the worst bad beats in NBA history. That is unequivocally the worst win total beat now that we've ever seen in NBA history. Well, it would it would have to be very tough to not be. Right. I mean, it's 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 as bad as you could possibly get, and it, it kind of, you know, there's other factors that go into it too. Right? They weren't really tanking completely until what Gilgis Alexander got hurt. There was there was an injury. Well, yeah, Shea Gilgis Alexander, as you and nobody in the audience can see, got hurt, and so they were being very cautious with him the rest of the way. 
Right. And then and then they they're like, well, now that he's not playing, then they just shut Horford down. Right. Horford down. Uh, Lugans Dort all of a sudden just like had this like just oh this nagging injury that just wouldn't leave him alone. <laughs> sure. And so they, I mean, they just decided all at once to be like, all right, we're shutting this whole thing down. And then it just got it got ugly from there. Uh, but I mean, I was looking at their lineup uh, for their their starting lineup on Saturday or Sunday, I guess it was. Yeah. And I was like, who are these people exactly? Like, every, who are they playing? Every basketball nerd will tell you that they know who Alexa Pukashevsky is. That's like the the diamond in the rough that the Oklahoma City Thunder have. That I'll tell you, I watch basketball because I know who Pukashevsky is. It's the only redeeming quality of this team. Were you impressed with him? He's actually got some stuff to work with. If you want to get into his actual game, pretty slender kid, can run the floor, finish, shoot. He's got, he's got a lot of tools. I don't know if it's going to actually pan into anything. He's like a buck 35 and like seven feet tall. <laughs> so he's got to put on a little weight, but he, he looked pretty intriguing at times. He had some 20 point games like, during the tank and streak. They're throwing like Roby out there. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to remember who was all starting for it was it was a, a disaster. There's the kid, another another foreign kid, I think. Well, there was a former was a former UCLA big that they were throwing out there too for a while. Regardless, they win full tank, and it ended up screwing a lot of betters at 22 and a half. Now, not to be outdone, the Cleveland Cavaliers. You tell me if this is as bad. The Cavs had to beat the Brooklyn Nets this weekend, the last game of the regular season, to go over their win total. They did not. They were twenty and thirty-four on April fourteenth. Adam, they needed to go three and fifteen over the last eighteen games to go over. They went two and sixteen. I mean, That's they accomplished their, they accomplished their goal though. Of what tanking? Yes, I mean, when, right. like that has to be part of the consideration when you're making a win total. Like I, again, I'm I'm with you. Like it's insane that that these things happened. But if you're making wagers on season win totals, you have to understand the the situation a team is in. Mm-hmm. And if there's no need, like, it's weird. Uh, it's a weird comparison, but it, it's it's what popped in my mind, so I'll, I'll go with it. Um, I, you know, I bet a lot of soccer. I love betting soccer. I don't know why. It's just it's something I've, I've come to just really enjoy doing, betting a soccer game and watching it and, and paying attention to it. But you have to know, like, teams aren't always going for wins. Like, sometimes team is, a team is playing for a tie. And so you mm-hmm. have to know that going in, that, like, hey, this team doesn't have to win the game, so a tie to them is a win. So you have to understand that when you're for, when you're betting. So if you look at an NBA team and you're bidding a season win total, if you're like, wow, this collection of talent, they should go over. But if they're not trying to go over, if their goal isn't to go over, they don't have the same goal that you do in making that bet, you have to understand that when you're making the wager, that, that this is a team that's not going to try to be winning. Right. I, would, I I think you're right about the – when it comes to the Cavaliers' win total, that is completely understandable. When it comes to the Thunders, you can stumble into a freaking win in, the, in basketball over sure. a 25-game stretch. That's so bad. That sucks. It's, but there were people who wanted – Awful. Your buddy Doug Kazarian actually had the under on OKC. Of course he did, and he's probably going to brag about it too. Well, no, he can't. You want to know why? Why? Because he had over on Cleveland. Oh, okay. Right. You see, there you go. Yeah. The basketball gods take it, you know, give it, and they take it away. 
I'll be like, Joy I bet I bet the under because I knew they were going to tank and I knew that right. they were going to fall apart. That I knew stretch. they were going to go three and twenty-two yeah. in the final twenty-five it's tough. games. That's tough. You want do you want to know what the worst win total beat of all time was before this season? Sure. Is it in the NBA? It's in the NBA. These are all just NBA because it's the the only database that I that I researched. All right. What was it's, it? It's close to your home. It's close to you, to your heart. My Dubs or my Pistons. 2016-2017, Golden State Warriors. They needed just two losses in the final 16 games. They went 15-1. and one. They what? went on a 14-game winning streak, lost, and then won in the regular season finale to go over the win total. But here's the thing. I know you like caveats, so let me ask you this. I even mentioned this when I wrote about it. Is it considered a bad beat when that is also one of the greatest teams of all time? Like, if I were to tell you in the middle of any one of those dominant warrior eras that they went on a 14-game winning streak, I'd be like, okay, yeah, I get it. It's just worse because it was a 14-game winning streak when you needed just two losses. And I assume I assume they already had the one seed locked up for that last game. Yeah, at some point it was locked up, yeah. So, like, to bounce back after losing a game and then having one game left in the season, you would probably think that they were going to they were going to throw it away. Right. Like, they'd be like, well, there's no reason. You're fine. Just go in the playoffs. Rest everybody. Go in the playoffs with two straight losses. Who cares? To bounce back and get the win on the last day, is that's brutal. Yep. That was the number one before, these, uh, before the Oklahoma City one. All right, really quickly, before we get to the final hour, VGK minus 105 series price. Is that worth it? I mean, yeah. If you, you know, considering where they were before that game yesterday, Yep. Uh, being a massive favorite in the series, if you you know, if you th- if you didn't like the thunder, the thunder, if you didn't like the wild, at you know plus two dollars or wherever it was, um, then I think you would have to come back and say you do like VGK now at that number. Uh, it's one game, and yeah, they gave away the home ice, and yeah, they're they're behind the eight ball, and if they lose tomorrow, uh, they're in massive trouble. But uh, if you didn't think that the that there was value at the plus two dollars on the wild, you have to now think there's value on the Golden Knights at minus one hundred five. All right, I'm firing away. Just did while you were talking. So if I lose, you owe me money. Cool. I okay. I don't think that's what I said, but that's fair. That's, yeah, that's no, it's, it's totally what you said. Just like Dave Koken, okay. who loves futures bets. Uh, if Tim Anderson does not win AL MVP, he owes me money. Five o'clock hour on the way. More of Cofield and Company is on the way. Live in the Finley Toyota Studios.